And before we get into the show, make sure that you like, comment, subscribe on the Instagram, on the YouTube, and we love the support. And that's the best way that you're going to get your question on the show. Those are our favorite segments. Since the betting has stopped, we love doing those. So just make sure you do that. Support us and get your questions in. And uh, we'll see you soon, folks. Um, how's it going, man? I haven't talked to you in a while or for very briefly. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it, I haven't really talked to anybody lately. I've been kind of a man on the run. Some, yeah. Not yeah. that I'm necessarily running much, but I have been on the go. Um, yeah, no, dude, it's good to see you. I feel like, uh, it feels like it was like two weeks since we did our last podcast. That was in San Francisco. It feels like an eternity. Oh, really? for me, it feels like yesterday. I lost like <laughs> three days over the weekend because I was so like absurdly sick. I think I actually had COVID, but I never got tested. So I, but I also never left the house. I was like in a daze for like three days. And um, yeah, it was, it was bad. So it actually feels to me like I just woke up and we just did the podcast two days ago. No, I guess uh, different mm-hmm. perspectives from different guys. Yeah, I, I, I've been, I've been, I feel like maybe a little bit because I've been on the go. I was in San yeah. Francisco. I was in Vegas. I just got back. And we go to Jacksonville next week. It's been a lot. So yeah, but I also feel, you, I also feel kind of shitty because I just had like a full thing. I had like a huge Chick Fil A order, but I what, also what, finished what your Chick Fil A order. What What's your Chick Fil A order look like? Um. Let's see. I did the delu- the spicy deluxe. Uh, hold the tomato. I don't do tomato. I don't do tomatoes from fast food restaurants. I think that's ridiculous to think that they would have anything really? close to a fresh tomato. I think that's ridiculous. Uh, I will eat the pickles, though. Um, then I do the large fry. Then I get uh, a mac and cheese thing on it as mac well. And the mac great. and cheese is fantastic. I usually get a water because I'm usually healthy, but I was just feeling... Sh- just feeling like being a piece of shit today. So I got the A&W Barks Root Beer. And then I do another, not deluxe, but just a spicy chicken sandwich. With nothing you, on it? You know what? I you No, know, just the pickles. But you know what? I, I've, I've been noticing this about Chick-fil-A recently. Is there some sort of chicken shortage? Because when you used to order a Chick-fil-A sandwich, the piece of chicken used to be huge. It's yeah. like it's like flat, almost like a chicken fillet now. <sighs> What are we doing oh. here, man? I didn't like that, but so I are scarfed that Chick-fil-A down, and I also finished the Bob Sports podcast. So I'm feeling both like accomplished and like a piece of shit. <laughs> are you are you referring to the fact that Chick Fil A's like production levels have decreased recently? Is that what you're referring to? Last couple times I went, and you know what else kind of sucks is everyone's been talking about the the McDonald's new crispy spicy chicken sandwich. I went to this one across the street from me, albeit it's never really been a great McDonald's, but still, I went and got it. It That too, it was a dry piece of flat chicken. It's like, just don't go to fast food right now for your chicken. I think there's something going on with the ch- chain supply or supply I demand. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if there's a shortage of chickens. I definitely know there's a shortage of eggs. Have you seen that? Is that why they're so expensive right now? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I went with Nicole, like, before she left, I went to Trader Joe's. We had to get eggs, and uh, I couldn't find the eggs anywhere. Yeah, and so I, I went to the guy and I said, um, "Excuse me, like, do you know where the eggs are?" He's like, "We don't have any more eggs for today." Wow. I was like, "Wait, what? You don't have any more eggs for today?" He's like, "Yeah, they're all out." 
Have you ever in your fucking mind ever, no. ever before heard we're out of eggs? So I, I don't know. There might be some chicken scandal going on right now, Tick, and we might have to get to the bottom of it because I've never, ever in my life gone to a grocery store and been told our eggs are out for the day. I, I don't know what's going on. I buy the white ones again now. I used to think white eggs were for suckers. You get the brown ones, even though I think they just fucking paint them. But, I, but they're, they're so much cheaper. They make you think that, you know, you ever see those brown spotted ones? You're like, these must be worth a trillion dollars. You know, this one was laid two weeks ago. Yeah. But they've been so expensive. Did you see that then like Taylor Swift said something about it? And like overnight, the prices dropped. Could you imagine being that famous that like you just mentioned something about eggs and you drop prices well, for the whole country? Shit. Could she stay in her own lane? Just make music. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I can't. I, I feel like she's like very accomplished. Nothing against her. But like, we don't need your stances on eggs. Just just please just, just make some music. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, people are probably saying the same thing about us. So who am I to talk? Yeah, I, I guarantee you, though, prices of eggs are not going down tomorrow after the sport comes out on the sportsman we're gonna go to the bar <laughs> trader joe's it's gonna be two dollars higher than it was yeah, it's gonna be more expensive <laughs> <laughs> uh you're gonna raise the prices just despite us but uh <sighs> we start right, the podcast yeah we're starting the podcast i feel like recording. we should still have that part in uh, yeah and i also got your recording of me calling you too being like you coming on the podcast i got that too so well i i, I quite frankly I, I i don't know why that was like it was literally <laughs> three minutes after you said the thing and I was ready to go at one o'clock. No, I, I know. I've been pushing all day. I, I just wanted to make sure you weren't like accidentally like taking a nap or something. That's why I called. I, I took a nap. You. It was glorious. I, yeah, I, I, I was ready to go like one o'clock and then you said no. So I pushed, I took a glorious nap for about 45 minutes. Do you okay. get to nap? I recently like have gotten into more naps cause I'm always tired. But I, I I hate the feeling of waking up after a nap. I feel disoriented. I don't feel better. I don't feel rested. And then I don't sleep as well at night. Cause and I also can't take a 20-minute cat nap. I can't that that does nothing. I lay there. I for love 20 a minutes. glorious hour and a half snooze. Yeah, room. see, those are the ones that fuck me up. <laughs> <laughs> you wake up and you have no idea what's going on, what's happening. Your phone's blown up and you yeah. Have- Wake up like you just fucking have no clue what's going on, but it's kind of nice. It is. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Sportsman. That's Joey Coldcuts. I am the big ticket. We're doing it again. This is we're on some kind of legendary run for ourselves, man. <laughs> I mean, this is another Wednesday we're hitting. We're in an unprecedented territory of not missing a podcast. The Wednesdays just hit different than the Fridays, man. They're just oh, it's a different beast. And you know what? Mr. Anderson has a lot to say about that. Um but let's jump right into it, okay? I know exactly what I want to talk about today, and I listen to the Brilliantly Dumb Show podcast, of course. You guys touched on it, but you touched on it before it happened. Let's touch on it now that it already has happened. Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury. Okay, did you, first of all, did you watch it? Uh, I was filming a, a, an episode of um, of uh, YouTube Golf with the Golf Fathers. I was out with Rocky and the guys in Vegas playing um, but Rocky actually had it on his phone, so I saw snippets of it. Um, I didn't see the full fight because obviously we were golfing, but I I was actually expecting Jake Paul to win just from what I had heard and what he was saying is is it seemed somewhat of like a you know an even fight from the scoring, and then to see that he knocked him down in the last round, I thought that Jake Paul was gonna win. Now, 
I didn't watch the fight. So then when Beardown sent us the breakdown of the fight, and then I saw that like Fury had landed like more than double the amount yeah. of punches that Jake Paul did. I had no idea about that. So I, I, I again, I can't really comment too much on it, but I, I, I would never have bought the fight anyways. I mean, I could care less about really. I don't really care. I mean, I know we talked about it on the Brilliant Dumb Show, and I do think it's. I have two two feelings about it. The first is that, like, as someone who is in YouTube and, like, you know, is is whatever you want to call us, a content creator, or social media guy, to see like how much of a, a like a professional name these guys have made for themselves between him and Logan. It's really quite admirable. Like whether you like them, whether you're not, they've created a little bit of an empire and it's, it's pretty cool to see that. Like these guys really have just done something pretty, like pretty, pretty unbelievable. It's it's impressive. The the second thing is I don't think he's a good guy. I think he's so there's the, both of them are so full of himself and like, I really could care less. It's not like my day is going to be made to see who wins or loses a fight, but that's kind of how I feel about it. I, I thought you would not really be into it either, but it sounds like you kind of are. Well, after editing the podcast, I was like, I got kind of hyped up listening to you guys talk about and how excited Bob was. Meanwhile, I think he was probably just like hung over and had nothing to do that day. And probably. just like, gonna turn- yeah, it's probably what yeah. happened. <laughs> but I got hyped up and I didn't pay for it, but I like ripped it. And mm-hmm. it was a pretty good fight, man. It was like, obviously you're not watching top tier talent and I don't know a shitload about boxing. Like, I don't know how they come to these points. Like, I don't know what 73 to 75 means. I, I don't totally understand that, but just watching it with my eye, it was like Tommy Fury is clearly the better fighter, but Jake Paul just never gave up and he stayed in there. And Tommy Fury's a, a legitimate boxer. I mean, he's been spending his whole life trying to become a boxer and his dad is this intense, like boxing guru. And obviously his, his brother's one of the greatest of all time. And just to see Jake kind of stay in there and 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 take it, and then in my opinion, I thought it should have been unanimous, um, but it was a split decision. And you know, Jake Paul held his own. Again, I don't I don't like him. I don't really care. Was he? I don't really know almost anything about his content. Uh, was he the one, or was it the other one that had like the thing in the the Japanese forest? That was then, Logan Paul. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're just both scumbags and. Uh, but I also respect what they've done. And it was just impressive to watch him who picked it up just, I don't know, maybe a year ago, maybe two years ago, go up against a guy who's been doing it his whole life and call it what it is. It's a split decision. That's to me, that's still kind of a win, but I know obviously he wanted to be undefeated, but to go against a real fighter and have one of the judges. Yeah, he is. Listen, people go like, Oh, you know, you beat Anderson Silva, but you know, you boxed. Could you imagine you or I just became a boxer and fought Anderson Silva? Like, I, you have to think about it for a minute. Like, yes, I understand. Like, I think there's two trains of thought here. I think that the Paul brothers think that they're like the greatest things in sliced bread, which I don't think that they're on that playing field. But at the same time, like whether or not they're they're fighting Anderson Silva, like in a jujitsu match or boxing, like this is a man whose entire life was dedicated to this craft in Anderson Silva, and he's a renowned fighter. Renowned, right? Yeah. Like, it's a guy who fucking made YouTube videos. So, like, regardless, it's, I mean, it's still somewhat impressive. And then I do like the fact that, like, now, for everybody who said that the fights were fixed, like, come on, man. This kind of shows that it definitely wasn't. Like, I'm not a conspiracy guy. 
I'm not like, oh, this is fixed, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I, I can't wrap my head around things like that. Although lately after watching sports now, I'm, st- I'm starting to question everything. I'm sorry. I, to- I definitely was one of those guys. And I think I talked to you about it before, maybe once at Showtimes or somewhere. I thought they were all fixed. I thought he was paying these guys because some of the guys he was fighting, like you just said, like even Anderson Silva, he doesn't specialize in boxing, but he's like he was the best UFC fighter for the longest time. And I was like, how the fuck is this guy doing this to Anderson Silva? And you make a lot more money. You know, Jake Paul is so rich that he could have paid these guys more than if they won the fight. So I was like, it seems enticing that way, too. What does Anderson Silva have to lose? I mean, he'd love 50 million dollars. I thought they were fixed. I thought they were fixed. And I still kind of I still kind of did. You change your stance on it after this fight? Uh, I just think Tommy Fury maybe didn't take the money cuz he wants to be a legitimate fighter. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how he knocked down Anderson Silva. The only thing is he's he's tenacious. He's like got that dog in him. Both the Paul brothers, but especially Jake. He's like you will not He's got like that Rocky thing. Like even if you go up against someone else you might beat the shit out of me for for eleven rounds, but in that twelfth round, I'm still standing, and I'll get the best of you because you're you're more yeah. tired. But I don't know. I still kind of think they were fixed. I really do. <laughs> you, you don't at all. I don't think so, man. Like I don't know. Maybe I again. They who knows? I mean, who knows? Everything could be fixed for all we know. It like the NFL could be fixed. I mean, you know, sports could be fixed. I don't know. I just don't feel like tick. Yeah. Oh, you're standing down looking there. I thought maybe you're frozen for a second. No, I, I just, I, I don't buy it. I'm not a conspiracy guy. I, I can't wrap my head around it. And, you know, quite frankly, I don't give a shit about Jake Paul. I don't give a shit about Logan Paul. I don't care who they fight, what they do. Good for them. Make your money. Congrats. I'm not, Bob would probably pay 50 to a hundred dollars on a fight that they're putting I would not. And to be honest, there was one time that Bob got me roped into bet Jake Paul on a fight and we went and watched it. It was trash. It was it was absolute <laughs> trash. Some Mexican restaurant had bad guacamole and watched. I think it was Logan Paul that we watched that time. But anyways, I feel like we spent way too much time on this. I want to let's move on to something else. And I, I, I right out of the gates, I I have to talk about this. Have you heard of the Russell Wilson, like these these this this accusation that came out on him from the Athletic about how he was trying to get Pete Carroll and Schneider, the GM, fired in Seattle, and obviously he came out and rebutted it and said that's not true, this and that. But like, dude, this guy, I keep. Ah, the more I hear about him, the less and less I like about Russell Wilson. And to be honest, I just even with Sean Payton now. Now apparently, the this this article states he wanted to get them out of there so in order to get Payton with the Seattle Seahawks. This mm-hmm. was before. Now he has Sean Payton as a coach in the Broncos. My question to you is whether or not you read the article or whether or not you like Russell Wilson or not. Do you think he's going to have a bounce back year this year with Sean Payton as his head coach? Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I think he's going to suck again. I think the team's going to suck <laughs> again. I think he's going to have a hard time moving the football. I think he is. I think they're going to be trash, man. <laughs> uh, but that whole thing about Russell Wilson, I used to really – he was like one of my favorite quarterbacks right out of college because he had gone through the transfer portal and he went to uh, – I think from Nebraska to Wisconsin no, for sure. Yeah, Wisconsin, yeah. 
but he had played the first couple of years in Nebraska, I think, and then finished up at Wisconsin. And they had this whole documentary ESPN did on like year of the quarterback. And they followed four of the top guys. And I just like, you got to watch him in his dorm room. He was playing like Madden with his buddies. And he just was like this really down to earth, cool guy. And again, yeah, now fast forward like 15 years later, he's he just is like this weird guy. He makes weird Mr. Mr. Unlimited videos like and then his wife's always like i don't know he's just like this weird like he wants people to think that he's a hard worker and that he's got a beautiful wife and family and that he's an intelligent guy he does the lebron james things like he's trying to let people see like how great he is instead of just being him and maybe we'll see it or maybe we won't like he's trying so hard and then more things like this like trying to have sway over the front office and get Pete Carroll fired. And it's just like, he's kind of a shitty guy and he's going to have a <laughs> year with Sean Payton. Okay. He's going to have a bad year with Sean Payton. They're going to suck. They're going to stink. You think they're going to be bad? Dude. I refuse to believe that it was that, what was his name? Hackett? That guy, the, yeah, the Daniel Hackett. I refuse to believe that the, how anemic that offense was, how brutal it was to watch any Broncos game all season long was all because of him and had nothing to do with Russell Wilson. I mean, sure. They'll get a new playbook. They'll get some new calls in there. Maybe they'll change it up. He was so bad. It's not like he didn't have anybody decent to throw to as well. Yeah. Like Judy's really good. Cortland Sutton's pretty good. They got a good backfield. Like, it's not like they had no pieces. He just looked horrific. It's like he looked like last year, like he had taken three steps back from where he was previously. Oh, he, he looked like he took 15 steps back. Man. He looked <laughs> he looked worse than when he was in high school, man. He was he was bad capital B bad. Now, do you do you think they're gonna be better this year? I do think they're gonna be better. I think they were poorly coached last year. Um, I think they, hmm. you know, a couple games there were like, like the game before he got fired. I think they were actually playing the Seahawks where they didn't go for it on fourth down and they tried to kick a 58 yard field goal and they had plenty of time still. Yeah, like, that was ridiculous. That was one of the worst decisions I have ever seen in my life. Like you paid all this money for a franchise quarterback and you don't even show him that, you know, I think it was like fourth. It wasn't like it was fourth and 15. It was like fourth and seven. Or fourth and five or something. And they didn't go for it. Instead, they opted to kick like a, almost a 60. It was like a 60-yard field goal or something outrageous. And um, so that was one game there. And there was a few other times throughout the season. I really just thought that he made some – he got fired shortly after. But there's just some bad coaching decisions throughout the year. Now, I'm not saying Russell Wilson's going to bounce back. But I, I do think that they have enough talent on that team that they can be better than what they were last year. I really do. I don't know, man. I mean, let's – I'll put it this way. I think it'll be tough to be as bad as they were. They'll, they might be marginally better. I just don't see – I think certainly the defensive side of the things will get better with a guy like Sean Payton. He tends to be uh, very – defensive minded i think he just had the luxury of a drew Brees for a long time and i think he just got this um or about him that he was just a great overall coach but i, I do think in his heart of hearts i think he's more of a defensive guy i mean um but I, they I, were who, five who, and 12 yeah. last year they're five and 12 yeah. you don't think that they could be like seven and and ten it's a tough division they're in man next year or like or like eight and nine like almost 500 like i i just no, five I and 12 is horrific don't. so if they're five and 12 i'm talking about them maybe getting marginally better but probably worse i think they top out around six wins 
Okay, here's a few teams I want to. I want to. But I would. I would bet on four. Up. No, no. I, okay, so what I want to do is I want to give you a few teams here who were in their vicinity last year in terms of like, you know, less than seven wins, mm-hmm. and I want you to, or like seven or less wins, and I want you to give me um, whether they'll be better or the Broncos will be better next year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First one is the Las Vegas Raiders. Six and eleven last year, better or worse than the Broncos this year? Well, I guess it depends on if they get Aaron Rodgers. I don't care who they get; I think they'll be better. They'll be better. They'll okay, be better. so you're taking you're taking Raiders regardless, regardless, regardless of the quarterback. Is. I mean, they still have Devontae. Right. Adams. I don't care. They'll they'll be better. The Indianapolis Colts at four and twelve, four twelve and one this year, <clears throat> better or worse than the Denver Broncos next year. I think the Colts will move up in the draft and get a guy like Bryce Young or somebody or bring someone in. I don't think they'll have the same QB woes, and they've got a good, a pretty good roster around them. Getting older, but still good. I think I think they'll be better than the Broncos. Okay, okay. <laughs> How about the Tennessee Titans? Seven and ten last year. Tennessee Titans, oh. a mess at the quarterback position. Justin shambles. Yeah, better or worse than the Denver Broncos. Man, I couldn't think. I couldn't think less of Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback. Um, but if they bring in that kid <laughs> behind him, him, I I don't. I just I don't get it. The contract that he got. Anyway, Malik, I think is that back. Malik Wills. Yeah. I like him. If they decide to bring him in halfway through the season, I think give Malik second half of the season. He gets more than the Broncos do alone the whole season. So yeah, I think they'll be better. The more we talk about this, I kind of think they're going to be the worst team in the league. No. Okay, we'll give you one more. Okay, right? okay, one this more. Is gotta... not an a... This is not an AFC. This is not an AFC team. I'm going to give it an NFC team. Okay, all right. Worst team in the league this year, the Chicago mm-hmm. Bears. You think Denver is potentially the worst team in the league next year? Are they better than the Denver Broncos this year? No, the Bears are much better. Bears are much better than the Broncos. The Bears are much. Oh my! They're trending goodness. upwards. They're trend. The Bears are trending upwards. The Bears are are becoming a better team. Broncos are going backwards, man. They're going backwards. Oh my god! I mean, do you okay? See, so by the way, you, your Wi-Fi is really cut. Yeah, I can still see you though, and it's recording on my end. It's all good. You, do you okay. think any of those? Teams are. Do you think the Broncos are going to be better than most of those teams that I just said they're going to be worse than? I think the Broncos are better than the Bears. I think they're better than the Colts. Um, I think they're going to be better than the Titans. Um, you think I they're going to be better the than the only Titans? team that wow. might be better than. I think the only team that might that they might not be better than is the Raiders, pending the arrival or potentially of Aaron Rodgers. I think. If the Raiders get Aaron Rodgers, I think that they would be better than the Broncos. But I think I think the Broncos are better than all those teams. I think you're throwing a lot of shade on the Denver Broncos organization. I I, I listen. I I get it. They they had they looked bad. They looked really bad. But they have a great defense. I uh, maybe not a great defense, but they have a very solid defense. And they got playmakers. And listen, Sean Payton is an all Hall of Fame coach in my eyes. He is unbelievable. The guy is going to bring a lot of, of just energy. He's going to have them playing hard. And I do think that if they start the season off like, you know, 
maybe like three and one or something like that, that they could be a playoff team next year. Wow. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to do a running walk because I, I mean, I can't believe how much you hate. There was just a the, the Broncos. I, I do not like them this year, but I don't think they're as nearly as bad as you're making them sound. They're there, there was a, the there was a stretch where they were on like Sunday night football or Monday night football, like, like for like three or four straight weeks this last year. And every single game was like going into the fourth quarter. It was like six to 10. Yeah, no, I, I listen. Bottom line is I just don't think the Broncos are that bad. And I would like to kind of keep a running tab on how this team does this year. Remember they beat San Francisco in a, in a primetime game. I, I just don't think that they're as bad as you're making them sound. I don't, I want to set the record straight. I don't think they're good, but I don't think that they're a, bad bad team i think they're just terribly coached terribly mismanaged last year and again be what it may it was a it was a new year for russell wilson getting used to a new offense he looked terrible i agree but i think he bounces back a little bit this year and has at least somewhat of a decent showing over under wins for the broncos how many like what would you set the line out what do you think they're gonna how many games do you think they're gonna win this year I think five is a very good line. I would, I would, I would pounce on the over on that. Wow, wow! I just don't. I think it's going to win. I think they're. I think win they're going to be like a five hundred team. I think they're going to be like eight and nine. You know who I do think is going to be worse than them? Who is the Los Angeles Rams? I think the Rams are going to be an a, just an awful, awful team next again. Year. Yeah, I mean they. Well, is Stafford going to come back? I don't know. He he's getting to that point where he's just going to get hurt a lot, and they're going to rely on Baker or some other fucking guy who we've never heard of from Oklahoma, fucking Tech <laughs> State, and it's we're going to be like, who the fuck is this guy? And I just think they're going to be horrible, horrible. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I I don't know. I don't know. You know, I think Stafford is the kind of guy he cashed in his ticket. You yeah. Know, one, he's like. He's like Willie. He's like in the Willy Wonka, like Charlie winning the golden ticket, and he won everything. But then they don't show the next year; his whole life falls apart, and it's all <laughs> shit again. You know what I mean? That's kind of like what happened. I agree. So. All right. Well, we've got a lot of um, uh, viewer questions this week. So, unless you have a burning topic that you really wanted to get to, I'd say we should jump into some of these. Uh, I just, I just, I mean, we talked about the Chicago Bears quickly. I just wanted to get your take, like. Obviously, you know, the draft is 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 going to be coming up and exciting as that is, although the Packers always seem to somehow just never do anything with it. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, like, if you were the GM, you know, you see there's some top tier talent guys coming up in the quarterback position of notable, you know, names. You have Bryce Young, you know, and then you have CJ Stroud coming up from from Ohio State. Um, if you're in the Bears organization from what you saw from Fields, because I don't want to ask you this because you said you saw them trending upwards. Do you think, yeah. A, you keep Fields and you try to trade that first spot? Or do you, you know, I mean, you saw Fields did get hurt, you know what I mean, towards the end of the season. I don't know how banged up he is, but he did have good trade value. Like <clears throat> I feel like he would have good trade value like leading up to that the guy was putting on a show. He was running like crazy. He was breaking statistics, almost broke Michael Vick's rushing record, you know, for a single season for a quarterback. Um, do you think maybe you get, you know, a ton of trade value for him 
and you know maybe his arm talent isn't nearly you know as good as it could be and you get a guy like Bryce Young and you get a whole lot more you know on the trade end from Fields you know and for future picks and this and that what way would you go with that I think they would be very foolish to get rid of a guy like Justin Fields I look at him similar not necessarily in style of play although they do have some similarities but much like a a Jalen Hurts in that you you've seen him just gain confidence the, after the first couple of years and he was getting so much better each year and I could see the Bears really taking a massive leap uh this next year because they've got a lot of good pieces so I would take that first round pick and, and I don't know all the places they need help because I don't I haven't caught an episode of Bear Down and Alex Brown in a while so I'm a little <laughs> lost on where the Bears stand currently but I know they need offensive line help I would go out there and trade for some offensive line pieces and help that kid not get hurt again because he's running all over the fucking field because there's no one fucking protecting him. You know, I don't yeah. think he always wants to do that, even though I know that is sort of his first inclination. I don't think that's nearly at all what he wants to be doing every single play. So I like the bears a lot. I saw a lot of great things out of that kid. I think they'd be extremely foolish to trade him, but they, they like your Packers seem to make foolish mistake after foolish mistake. So maybe they will, but I mean, that would they, just be ill-advised. They really need help, I think, on the wide receiver end of things. I mean, they brought in Chase Claypool. I just don't see that being the answer. They got, you know, Darnell Mooney was their number one wide receiver. And while I do think the guy has talent, I think he's the furthest thing from a wide receiver one that you're going to find in the league. Yeah. He's, he's he's like a less, a much lesser value of like what a Devonta Smith is. And I – you saw Devonta Smith struggled as a number one wide receiver because you have, you know, the top end corners, you know, like who are focusing on you throughout the game, sometimes getting double covered. It's really tough, you know, and, and especially as a young player to really establish yourself and get out of that and really like emerge as a number one. Um, and then they have what that Dante Pettis, I mean, Equinemius St. Brown, these guys are not going to get the job done. Now, it, yeah, I, I watched uh, quite a few Bears games this year because obviously being from the NFC North, you you tend to watch your division rivals play. Uh, I did like to see, like, at the end of the season, he seemed to really turn it on. Cole Komet, who was projected yeah. as a really high tight end, really just came short, it seemed like, time after time after time. It seemed like he was just never going to mount anything. I think towards the end of the season, he took a real step forward. So they have that in that piece. And then they got Montgomery and then, you know, their backup, Khalil Herbert. They got really good pieces in the running back. But they need, like, a good, like, number one wide receiver. Like, to bring in a guy like the Eagles did with A.J. Brown, you yeah. know, like, that would make – that would give Fields a guy that he could focus on targeting. And I think it could open up a lot for a guy like Darnell Mooney or, like, some of these other guys that they have there, like these young guys – to maybe assert themselves and really have a big season. So as you said too, offensive line is something that people don't focus on. Fields was running for his life for a yeah. lot of the time when he was under center. So I think if they focus on pieces like that, I would agree with you as well. I think you stick with fields that number one position, especially this year, is still going to have a lot of value. You can get some good return value and still maybe get like a pick in the top 15 of the first round and still be able to be successful. Oh, it's got huge value because all those guys right behind him want a quarterback and there's Bryce young in there. There's a lot of QB talent. You, you can absolutely get something for that number. It's, it's not always as valuable as it is this year. I think it's highly valuable, but going back to that wide receiver thing, 
you know, when you look at like you just broke it down, their wide receiving core is not very strong. But I think a lot of people before the Eagles got AJ Brown would have said the same thing. And I know it's 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 harder than I'm going to make it seem. But you go out there and you get a guy like Devontae Adams, you get a guy like AJ Brown or someone just a little bit lesser who but still an, a clear number one guy. Then all of a sudden you say, oh, they've got that guy. They've got Darnell Mooney as their number two. Yeah. I like Equinamia St. Brown as a three. They got Chase Claypool, who's a gadget guy. They've yeah. got Khalil. So then all of a sudden you're like, wow, they've got a really deep sort of solidified core of guys. So I even bring in a guy, I agree. Even bring in a guy like Calvin Ridley, who was suspended all of last year. Yeah. He's opting out of his thing with the Jaguars. Like he was a solid, solid player yeah. prior to all this nonsense with the Falcons. Like you just got to bring in somebody who can make some big time plays. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. But I think even if they bring someone to that caliber in, I think it all comes back to that offensive line. You just can't have Justin Fields running around all, all game long for 17 games of the year. And then hopefully which what every team hopes is then the playoffs. You just, you just can't, you're going to burn that kid out and he's going to get a, a serious injury. That's going to be hard to bounce back from. So but again, going back to all of it, I like where the Bears are sitting right now. They could surely they could fuck it up. They they've proven that they know how to do that. But I they're sitting currently today in a very good position, and I think they're they're finally trending upwards. I think them and the Lions are going to be the best two teams in that division next year. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you, you don't you think you think the Packers are going to be the best team in the league? I'm not, in, in say, I'm not saying the Packers, but to say the Lions and the Bears are going to be better than the Fal- than the Packers and the Vikings yeah. is a little bit. The Vikings were one of the best teams in the league. I, now, they were certifiably frauds. They but- were a, a paper bowl. A paper bowl, man. Those guys were frauds. You know what I'm interested to see is, is um, Netflix just signed a thing with, um, with the NFL, and they're starting a, a TV show called quarterbacks mm-hmm. and starting the first season they're going to be featuring i think it's going to be um patrick mahomes i think it's it's um oh it's um uh cousins yep and who's the other guy there's oh, marcus um, mariota marcus mariota yeah who i could care less about yeah fucking... it will be interesting to see like them follow cousins to me is just this guy is is is, is i don't know i can't get a i can't get a read on him like he looks one week like he could be the best quarterback in the league, and the next week he looks like he doesn't know what's going on on the field. <laughs> Am I wrong? I, I, I'm. I couldn't be less interested in watching Kirk Cousins in a documentary and watching him and his family bounce around with all the money that the, he never deserved. <laughs> I, I just could not be less interested in that. Patrick Mahomes is the only thing that's going to get my ass in a seat and sit down and watch that thing. Um, and Marcus Mariota again, what a throwaway. I just don't, yeah, that, even if these terrible. guys are great guys, like there's plenty of great guys out there. I don't want to watch documentaries on. I'm a good guy. You're a good guy. Oh, I'd watch one on you, but you know, there's a bunch of nobodies walking around. I could give a shit about Marcus Mariota and quite honestly, Kirk Cousins, Patrick Mahomes. But I, I, I want, I, I want, I want to watch back that. to seeing what I'm saying. Like, I don't think the bears or lions will be better than the Vikings this year. You don't think well, we've talked about this previously in the podcast that we both think the Lions are getting really good. I think I when you say the Lions could be the top one of the top two teams in the division, I agree with that. I uh, I mean you yeah. saw the Lions beat the Packers at the end of the year when they had nothing to play for, and the Packers were playing for a freaking playoff spot. Yeah. At home, 
in Lambeau Field. So I 100% agree with you on that. But I just don't think, like, whether or not Cousins is a fraud. I mean, that team is just stacked. Yeah, it's true. You got got Justin Jefferson, arguably the best wide receiver in the entire league. He's afraid. You got Adam Thielen. You got Delvin Cook, who is I would, I would undoubtedly yeah. say. A I top agree. Well, they're deep. Back. They're deep. Can I ask you one thing though? Do you remember a few years ago before they got Justin Jefferson? Adam Thielen was a fucking highlight reel, and he now was unbelievable. this he guy, was I feel like he's lucky to get two catches a game, right? Well, what I happened? think part of the reason is is they literally throw like. Justin Jefferson will get like sometimes like 12 to 15 targets. That's wild. A game. I know. A game. (laughs) And and sometimes he's making 10 to 12 catches a game. Yeah. Yeah. It's unbelievable. They throw the ball to him constantly. And then you add in a guy like who's the tight end that they got from the Lions. Um, What's his name? Uh, Oh, Hawkinson. Hawkinson. I mean, they they got pieces all over the field. So Thielen is like, he will have a game where he has two touchdowns and then he has a game where he doesn't really do much because yeah. he has so many other pieces. A lot of the time, too, sometimes they'll just establish the run with Delvin Cook and Madison as the backup is one of the better running backs in the league, too. Yeah. So to dispose the Vikings, listen, I hate the Vikings more than probably any other team in the league, but they're definitely not going to be worse than the Chicago Bears. This year. <laughs> like, let's call a spade a spade ticket. Like, that's a that's a far cry. I just think they're a paper bull, and they always will be as long as they have Kirk yeah, Cousins. I, agree I think with he's that, a fraud of all frauds. Win games throughout the year, they're still yeah. going to be they're going to be a top tier team. All right, well, fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> let's 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 move on to uh, let's 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 this 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 Jersey Jerry. Uh, let's move on to the viewer questions of the week, um, starting with. Oliver Watson. Okay. Joseph, you ready? Yes. Why don't we make the NBA All-Star game the winner gets $10 million to donate to that team's charity? I don't know if that's a question, but it would still be trash. You you think? Because they don't give a shit about charity. Give a shit. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) I don't think they care about charity at all. I mean, I think if you did a thing where like (laughs) 10 million. Yeah, they don't give a shit about charity. Sorry. I'm just going to call it how I see it. If you did a thing where like each player on the starting lineup collectively got like a million dollar bonus, I think right. you'd see them play a little bit harder. I think you'd see them play a lot harder. But also, pay too, that? why is the NBA going to pay out $10 million that they don't need to pay out? They're already raking in the money. People are already still going to the games and paying the money to watch this substandard trash that we're watching on these all-star games so like they're making their money they from the nba's point of view you know from a productivity level they're making cash they're signing checks they're they're happy like people are buying tickets from a consumer point of view i think it's never been worse so i would say the nba needs to make changes but i don't think they're going to because as long as people sell out the all-star game and go and spend the money to watch this shit why would they change anything yeah, I agree. I don't I don't think there's any shot. Well, just going back to Mr. Watson's question here. These guys don't give a fuck about charity. No. They don't. Some people do. I don't think these guys do. I really don't. I think there will come a time, but I think a lot of these guys are just too young. I just I you know, if we're just calling a spade a spade, I don't think 
I don't watch. think LeBron James is going <laughs> to opt in and play tough, tight, seal tight defense because he wants to donate his $10 million to the St. Jude's Foundation. Yeah, to March of Dimes. I don't <laughs> think. <laughs> Now, knowing LeBron James, he probably has his own charity that he just wants to give the money back to for his PR purposes. So maybe that's not the best example. But yeah, I I I, I would go on record and say I don't think I listen from a question perspective. I'm not taking anything from Mr. Watson away. I think it's a oh, good no. idea. I think it is. I just think these guys could give less of a shit. You know, I think you need to make it to a to be about something that impacts them personally. So like. You know, like what the MLB did, it, it, it impacts, you know, like seeding and playoff, you know, championship home games for one side or the other. Or it's about their personal money or they get a bonus. You know what I mean? Like, I think if you make it about them and something that has direct impact on them, you'll see something change. But aside from that, I just don't think the charitable <laughs> – I don't think that benefit no. is going to have any effect. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think it's a necessarily terrible idea. I just think, you know, if these guys don't give a fuck about charity. <laughs> I just don't. Um, all right, moving on to the next question. Ethan Watterson, okay. Bear Down is finally starting to golf. When ba- when Mikey goes out for his first 18, what are we setting his over-under on total strokes? It's going to be bad. Here's the thing is, is, is Mikey is a man of integrity, right? So... He will literally I, – I don't think he will be giving himself like mulligans and gimmies and stuff. I think he will actually – from his competitive nature, I think he will list down every stroke he takes. I really mm-hmm. do. And to him, I give all the credit in the world because there's people that we know and there's people out there who don't do that and they they they, they <laughs> falsify their scores in order to make them feel a, a false sense of deceit that their game is better than what it is. And all you're doing is deceiving yourself. So I don't think he will do that. I think he will literally take list down every stroke he takes. And that being said, I think there will be a lot of them. I think <laughs> and it's no fault to him. It's not that yeah. he's not an athletic guy. And it's, not, it's just like golf is hard. Like I have played golf for years. I still stink. Like in, in the sense that I'm not shooting in the seventies, I'm not like a competitive golfer. I think over under, I would set his over under strokes to start. I'd say one fifteen to one twenty would be a, a reasonable number. Yeah, I mean, listen, if he goes out and plays tomorrow, I mean, I think if you don't do the whole thing where like once you get a triple, you just stop scoring. Like if you actually counted every stroke, it's got to be like one forty, one one forty. Whoa! I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that's what a lot of people would shoot. But once you get a triple, you just stop scoring. You're like, all right, you got a seven on that one. You know what I mean? I think if you actually counted everyone's stroke, I think it would be like 145. Well, let's do it like this, okay? Assuming there's par fives and par threes, but just assuming 18 holes, Mm -hmm. right? Most holes are par four, right? So Mm -hmm. if you assume that he was to get a triple on on every single hole, if he triple bogeyed every single hole at at a par four, that would be a seven on every hole, right? Mm -hmm. If you just did... Take away the par threes and the par fives. Just average it out as par fours across the board. 18 holes at seven strokes a hole would be 126. Right. So that's the top he'd get. So, okay, let's say he plays like so that. He's, I, getting, I would he's getting 126 I then. I think 120 is like is what I – I think 140 yeah. is a little bit wild. Like, I, 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 I mean, I would give him some credit. No, I I think he's going to end up being a very... Here's the issue with Bear Down and golf. To me, and I don't know this about him, 
but I've gotten pretty good at looking at people and figuring out if they've got back issues. Bear Down looks like to me like he's a got he's got some back stuff. <laughs> and golf is certainly a game unlike a lot. I mean, a lot of games can, but golf really can exacerbate a back problem. Especially, yeah, I agree. In, especially if you're not swinging correctly, like in your your beginning, it's like lifting weights and you don't know how to lift weights. You're probably going to hurt something. Same with golf. So I hope he gets a lesson and he might not have back problems. I just feel like that guy carries a lot of the stress of children and job. And I think he carries it in his back. And I wouldn't be shocked if that really gets in the way of his game. But if he all, all things being equal and, and nothing gets in his way. I th- I think in a year from now, I think that guy's shooting consistent mid to low nineties. Give him two years, I think he's shooting in the eighties. I think I he's that dedicated. To- just, I would tend to agree. Maybe maybe not mid eighties and two. I mean, it's possible. He's a very competitive guy, and he is mm-hmm. athletic. There's no doubt about it. My like, my one thing, and what I need to tell him is, from his size alone is he needs to spend the extra money and get the right size clubs, like the lengthwise. Like if he just goes out and buys a regular set, it's going to be a problem because he's going to be all hunched over. It's good. He's got to get like clubs almost personally. Well, made. I think he did. I think Perez got him those. Didn't, didn't he? I think Perez I hooked him up with like specific clubs for his height. Oh, really? I, th- I I think so. I think that's... Well, that's the first thing is like... is it, Yeah. It sounds like kind of like a douchey thing. Oh, you got to get custom-made clubs. But when you're that big... Yeah, You really do because it impacts you. It's not like you can swing normally. Like, you're hunched over. You're, it's, you know, you're playing with equipment that's not made for a man of your stature. So, yeah. that, that as hard as it is, just for if you have the right size clubs... Then you add that in, it's even 10 times worse. So yeah. if he goes and does that, I think it will make a big adjustment. But I would put the line, honestly, for like, especially with him just starting out, never really golfing before, or having no experience, I think 120 is a reasonable line to set. All I know is you, you get that guy to connect one time off a drive, Oh, that thing that thing ain't coming down. It's, it's, it's going to be set into orbit. It's going to be smacked along way i'd like to see him get into the long drive game i'd really really like to see that i really hope that for his first couple rounds he actually documents it and like films it oh it'd be gold just to just and even if you just did like a couple holes like you didn't even have to do the whole 18 just a couple holes just to see like because i feel like he would lose his shit on the golf like i feel like he would really get pissed off after like putting a couple balls out of bounds i could just see him going off the fucking i i think it'd be hysterical i think it would be gold if he did like that what bob does like follow him like play a hole with bobby play a hole with bear down and he's just like dropping everywhere and he's just does like a, an angry rant like he normally does with the bears but for golf oh it would be fantastic imagine him missing like a two-foot putt that would be be gold bear down being bad at golf would be much better content than bear down being good at golf yeah i will if he was good at golf it'd be pretty wild (laughs) yeah both would be good but him mad and angry like that's the best bear down oh yeah the angry giants yeah (laughs) (laughs) jesus all right moving on to the next question here we've got gabe Dionisio, Dionisio. Let's go with that. Uh, he's going to ask, "What's both of your go-to chicken wing flavors?" Joey, Dave? you get multiple ones or just one? 
I think you just got one. If you got one to go to, you know what? Yeah. Rattle off your top two or three. Well, I think like if you just gave me one, I have to go for the original, like the Buffalo spicy style hot wing to me will always be the best, but I will say there's a couple flavors I will dabble with and they're fun to mix it up with. The first one is a little bit different. It's no heat in it. It's a garlic Parmesan. Wing. That's a good one. If you get the garlic parmesan wings from like from um what uh what Wingstop for example, they're fantastic. They got a little little parm drizzled over the top. You mix that with some ranch tick, you're in a real good spot. And then my other one is actually probably if I had to go with something other than original hot, like I would go with this is the mango habanero. Yeah, that's where I'm going. If you like some spice. Going. This has got that spice and that sweetness, that sweet and spicy with the mango and then the habanero. It's it, it's just absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, I'm I'm typically a guy who likes my wings dry and then it's something to dip them in only because it keeps that crispness that the fry gives on the chicken wing. You know, sometimes if you get, especially if you get them delivered and they toss them in the sauce, by the time it gets to you, the skin is like wet and it's not, it loses that crispness. But that being said, I, so I, I like a lemon pepper. That's a drier wing for sure. But yeah, there was one weekend where we ordered wings and we were watching football at your place and you got this mango habanero flavor and it just threw, it turned my whole world upside down. <laughs> it turned my whole world upside down. So that's that's probably my new number one if someone can pull that off the way that that, that place did. And then also I just like, um, I usually do like, whatever that place is hot, hot, like hottest wing is like, they always call it some stupid name, like the go kill yourself. Atomic. Yeah. Or like the, you're going to fucking die today. Kind of thing. You know, I like those cause I really like spicy. Um, but yeah, I like a dry wing. Fun um, tidbit for the people listening at home is that ticket while we were filming the hot ones challenge in for Bob to sports was filming as our camera guy and collectively having the, like the hottest wings that we were eating yeah. just casually for fun. The man is a psychopath. <laughs> I love that shit. I love it. And I said to him, I was like, we were going to get rid of all the sauces. Like we we're just going to toss it. And he's like, Oh no, no, no. I'll take those home. And I was like, wait, you're going to actually eat it. And then he proceeded to go home. And I think the atomic are like the hottest one. Like you made wings and had multiple ones like that just for kicks. That's right. That's right. I got the da bomb and also the last dab, which are the two hottest ones you can get. And I, I still use them. I throw them like I'll buy Taco Bell and I'll like use that on my tacos. And <laughs> I tell you what, it's never fun an hour later, but it is a wild ride for the first 45 minutes. I just like I feel like when you're burning hot, like I just want to feel something, man. I'm just looking to feel something. <laughs> and when my mouth is burning like that, I'm like, fucking I'm alive. I'm alive. It's not fun. I often don't feel alive, alive, so I'm just looking to have that feeling. Um, Jeff Sonny could believe how crazy you are. (laughs) I know. Um, All right, moving on to the next question. Uh, We got two more, Joseph. Jacob Regaro. Could the big ticket and cutsy rank the four golf majors from least important to most important? And if you add a fifth, what would it be? So I guess start with the, the most important. To the least. I mean, I think the most important has got to be the Masters. Yeah. I think collectively, if you said to like 80, 90% of people, like if you could only win one golf tournament, what would it be? 
they would say the masters. So for me, it's the masters number one. Um, the next, the next, I would rank masters one. The second, I think you have to put the U S open just because of how hard and treacherous it is. Like the U S opens, like when they, when they, when a course hosts the U S open, like this year is Tory Pines, uh, or, or this year is going to be, sorry, um, LA, mm-hmm. LA country club last LACC, year was Brookline. Yeah. It was Brookline. Like they push these courses to the max to be as hard as possible. They grow the rough out as long as they can. They make the course as they play it as long as they can. Like it is definitely one of the harder tournaments to win. So I uh, give me, give me masters one, give me us open two. Um, and then I would, I think it's toss up between the PGA championship and the open. It used to be called the British open. Um, but I think, I think if I had to rank a third one, give me the British Open at three, just because it's not it's not played like in traditionally in the U.S. So it's like you know it's a more internationally followed um, you know major where it has huge traction in Europe. I think it's great for the PGA because it's it's so closely followed when they play it in Ireland or Scotland or wherever it is. Like yeah. it's always it's always fun to watch. <clears throat> So I think like with that being said, I think I would take the the open. They call it just the open now. I guess they don't call it the British Open anymore. And then I would put the PGA Championship as the number four. So Masters, US Open, the Open, and then the PGA. And I think if I had to take one more tournament throughout the year and make it a major, oh, that's tough. Um I would. I'm, I'm biased because this is a tournament that's in LA and that we go to all the time. But I would love to see you know the Genesis Open become a major. If it, it's already become elevated in relevance, yeah. Um, and it's a tournament that the players take very seriously. It's always a really exciting tournament. It's held at one of the best golf courses in the world at Riviera, um, so it's got that prestige about it. And quite frankly, I mean, you saw Tiger Woods come out and say, "I want to play in a tournament again." Like he's not, he's picking and choosing based on the places he wants to play. Yeah. Plus being in LA, I think it's got tons of following. I, I would say that that would be a tournament, you know, plus I'm obviously I'm biased because Bob and I, you know, we've always gone to that tournament and it's great, but like the field is always stacked. No one takes that tournament off. It's always highly competitive. I would love to see that become a major if you wanted to add another one, but yeah. What about you? Yeah. When you're ranking the top four majors, I think, for a lot of the players, at least it like depends on where you grew up. So a lot of the European players for them, the open or yeah, like you said, they used to be called the British open. I think like Rory's come out and said like, that's the one that that means the most to him. Um, But I'm from America. So I, I think obviously I would rank it pretty much the same as you. I might just flip one or two. I'll uh, the masters for sure. It just feels like the super bowl feels like there's a super bowl and there's a masters. Like that's what I would want to win. You know, the green jacket. That's, that's everything. I think I would put the, uh, the, the open number two though, because like winning at St. Andrews, like I know it's not always there, but it's usually there. That would be like a, a dream come true. Like that's where golf was created. That would just be unbelievable. So I think for that one fact that they usually play at St. Andrews, I'd want to win there. Um, then, then the U S open and then the PGA. Yeah. After that, it's, it's pretty simple. Um, and if I was going to add one, I think it's a pretty easy choice, but I think it makes the most sense. And it almost does feel like a major at times is the Memorial at Jack's place. I think, um, 
I think that's that's just a really meaningful tournament to a lot of the guys. Maybe it's more emotional, but that's just like a really got a really special feel to it. Sort of similar to the other, the other majors. Some people might see too, like doing something like the Ryder cup could be something like that could be, but I mean, you don't have one one single winner. So I, you couldn't really do that, but like anything that's like really highly anticipated like that. I, I think to be honest, I think they have it on par. I think they have it right where they need to with four majors yeah, yeah I agree. I think any more it kind of kind of like convolutes the, the the overall season. And I think it's just enough that like, you know, guys can pick and choose where else they want to play revolving around, obviously, if they're eligible to play in the majors, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right, moving on to our last question that comes from Jake Yardley. Wow, the yard dog. <laughs> yard dog. Uh sportsman, long time, first time. Couple questions here. Uh one. Do you think the big ticket fantasy football title went underappreciated? Felt like I didn't hear a peep out of it. I think so. I think <laughs> of course you're gonna think so. I disagree. I thought we talked about it. We we covered it, we discussed it. No, not on here, just amongst the world of of social media. That just did not well, I will if say Bear Down won, we'd still be hearing about I it. I was today. just gonna say if Bear Down had won. It would have been – he would have had bells and whistles going off. Yeah. It would have been all over his social media. Yeah. Now, one might claim that, like, you were a very graceful winner and you didn't really put anything on your socials. Yeah. I mean, you have a social media account on Instagram under the big ticket that has over 10,000 people following. Yeah, and it's, been a, with it. it's been a really quiet page. <laughs> I would have – I would have loved to seen, you know, some kind of like celebratory <laughs> response as like, you know, the brilliant dumb, you know, uh, you know, contestant winner season one on, on, you know, fantasy football. Yeah. Like you could do, but you didn't put anything out. So yeah. to some, I think like, you know, you really didn't toot your own horn at all, which is a testament to you as a person, but also like, you can't say that there wasn't enough about it. It's true. Like, when you didn't put anything out about it. And by the way, we covered it a lot on the sportsman. We discussed it in it. We talked about it in all. I agree. I I, I didn't pump. I didn't pump the tires myself at all, really. So what can I really expect? Although, you know, I just didn't, I didn't think it got the, uh, bear down down in one. I feel like it would have been detrimental for the league, but it would have given the league a lot more exposure because it would have been just shown on every platform possible him winning. It also didn't feel like a win to me because I was the commissioner. So I was holding all the money and I spent all the money. So I needed to win. So it was like, like, I actually took a hit. You had spent the money before the season had ended. Yeah, it was an accident, but I did. I spent all the money. So if you had lost, you would have gotten doubly. I bad. would have shelled out two grand, and I would have been in really bad position. But <laughs> I, I won, and I only had to pay out five hundred. Maybe we need to get. Maybe we get, need to get a Department of Treasury this year because <laughs> I don't know if that's how it's supposed to work. No, it's not. I just left it in my Venmo account. And anyway, it just started paying shit out of my Venmo account, and it was it was a problem. It was a big problem. Um. Anyway, the part two, <laughs> part two of that question. <laughs> would have taken a loan out to pay for his fantasy football dues. Oh my god. Yeah, that was so. It didn't totally the feel Bank like of a America. Win. I'd like to take out a loan. What's what's the loan for, sir? Well, you see, I spent the money, and now I'm fucked. I need a cash <laughs> advance. Um, 
All right, and then part two of that question, then we'll get out of here, is uh, what's your sports betting blueprint to get us back to football season? And he also put a little asterisk there. Would love to see some Mr. Anderson merch. See if we're going to get that going at all. I, th- I say wow. we just skip merch for the sportsman and just start ripping Mr. Anderson merch. I think Imagine we just that. we just don't have a single thing for us. It's just all revolves <laughs> around Mr. Anderson. I, I, like I don't hate that idea. Mr. Anderson is like Morpheus. He, we, yeah. we had no idea what we were capable of from ourselves until we met him. It's true. You know, there is really no show is. without him. Um, but yeah, what's your sports betting blueprint to get us back to football season? Like, what does he mean by like? I think he means like, what are you betting on? To, like, until you get back to football, like what's keeping you occupied? And I know you've sort of been taking a break, but to those of you, or if you were still in that field full time, you know, what do you? you I really, yeah. To, to your point, I really haven't bet. I mean, I bet the Knights game when I was in Vegas that kind of banged me. They, they gave up a lead with 38 seconds left in the game and lost in a shootout. But aside, aside from that, I really haven't placed a wager on anything in the last month. I bet the bills and that loss. It seems like every time I bet, I lose. So I'm yeah. just like losing, losing traction a little bit on, on my betting, you know, but I would say like, I don't know. I would say like, if you want to follow something like, you know, these sports, whether it's DraftKings or prize picks or whatever you're using, I'm not trying to plug anybody. I'm just saying like the props bets for players when you're watching games, make any game that you're watching exciting. And like ticket, when we took the uh, prize picks bet, when we watched the NBA game, when we were down in Scottsdale, yeah, um, we were watching just a random ass game. What was it, the Clippers and the Bucks? Clippers and Bucks. And there's, it's, you know, normally you would watch the game and be like, yeah, yeah, this is a good game. But it really kind of changes the dynamics of the game when you have different players you need to hit their, their you know, their individual props bets or they need to miss. Um, so I would suggest doing that. But, yeah, dude, I don't know. There's not a whole lot out there. I mean, there's the NBA. If you follow NBA like Yardbird, I would say go ahead and throw some cash right now on the Sixers maybe. It's true. I would as well. I'll say this. When I was rip going back to my stagnant 10K uh, Instagram account, when I was ripping on that thing, I did most of that outside of the football season. I did like it mainly started with like basketball because the Sixers were red hot that year. And a lot I was doing a fuckload of hockey, you know, because I was watching a lot Hockey's of hockey. Great. And I actually slowed that account down when football season started. And one could say that's not a great business model. That's one that will really help you suffer. In, in the sports betting world is stopping when football comes around. <laughs> That's uh, like selling paper and then stopping sales when school season, when school's back in season. Yeah, sure. There you go. That's a decent analogy. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I, so I, anyway, to that point is I, I think you just ride basketball and hockey and what, just whatever you like, man. Like I, I know another one that won't get you all is the way he through. asking us to make picks again, like in our, in our episodes. You think so? You think that's what he's asking? Well, maybe. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. You know what? It is a good thing. And what I really like to do, which is where I was about to go, is I like betting on UFC a lot. And that's something that's sort of like football that sort of happens once a week and is very exciting. I wouldn't mind getting into that if we want to bring back a sports betting segment through football. Um, I have no idea. I would have no like, Like you don't watch or, or... I mean, I'll 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 kind of watch a little bit here or there, but I don't I I couldn't tell you like who's winning who or who's submitting who. Like I just don't know it enough. Like Bob Bob's going next weekend. You know how much his tickets are? 
they're like two grand a ticket to go. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's insane the amount of money that people are spending on this shit to watch it. Like, I just pretty cool though. That much. I used to watch it religiously, but I would say the thing that made football so perfect for betting on this show is that you would get the lines well in advance. So like if we, we, we record right now on a Tuesday, it's going to drop on a Wednesday. It's like we, the basketball lines for Thursday don't come out. So it's hard to sort of get that in advance for people. You could do one could say we could start picking winners for golf tournaments. I like that. I mean, we did that sort of last week. People, someone and we, were unbelie- we were unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, we picked the best players, but look, they, <laughs> one of them won. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, you picked the best players, but they still went out and won. That's true, but we could sort of get into more minutia of it too. Like there, there are other bets other than just who wins, but that's that's worth looking into. I don't know if that's where Mister Yardley was going, but I kind of like like the way I do you also took it. Think that when the playoffs start for hockey and basketball, we could start picking our winners for each each round. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. I just I mean, think that you know the sportsman is. There's an element of, of gambling in there that that does exist that yeah. people like to see and they they love they certainly loved watching us miss picks. I don't think people enjoyed. I think people were fading us like crazy at one point. Oh, they and they had to. I got real hot at the end of the football season. Um, yo, r- before we leave, real quick, real real quick, did you see Embiid throw that ball up the other day when time was running out against the Celtics? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, that was a heartbreaker, dude. I and wanted it, like, to it fucking was like, kill it was like myself. From behind midcourt. It was unbelievable. And even the, the force that it came in and just went down, man. It was, it was like a bullet. Second, the fact that that didn't count, man. And we lost to those fucks from Boston again. Those fucks again. I, How they, does Boston have a good team every fucking year? Well, they've really gotten a lot better last year and this year. I mean. But even the Bruins are the number one team in the NHL. People got to start talking. Oh, you mean just Boston in general, not the Celtics? Yeah, these are the most spoiled fans in the history of all. <laughs> I know, they've always got something going on. I know it's you're, it's right. You're right. Um, all right. Well, let's get out of here. Um, I, that was another good episode. I think uh, we really picked up steam at the end there with the viewer questions. Um, but hey, man, we're we're rolling along here. All right. I think we got a good thing going. How many weeks is this for us? I don't know. I want to count. It's got to be something like seven or eight. We should ask Mr. Anderson. He'll know for sure. (laughs) He'll know for sure. (laughs) All right, everybody. Uh, That's another episode of The Sportsman. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe for the show, both on YouTube and on Instagram, and submit your questions. Support us and just get your questions in, and uh, we love hearing from you guys. I think that was the most exciting part of this this episode was hearing from you. So just make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and uh, follow us on Instagram and do all the things. And... um, yeah, we love you. So that's another episode of The Sportsman. That is Joey Coldcuts. I am the big ticket. We'll see you next week, folks. <laughs>